live from South Florida. The Brian Mudd Show starts right now. Now, News Radio 610 WIOD. There was a trillion dollars unspent from COVID when Biden came in. There's still over $120 billion sitting out down at the states unspent, uh, and we're trying to get that those monies reallocated to infrastructure. It's sitting there. All we have to do is say you can now use it for infrastructure if you haven't had to spend it on COVID, but Nancy Pelosi won't even take it up. That is the voice of Florida Congressman Michael Waltz. It'd be somebody who's been front and center in all this. Congressman Michael Waltz. Good to talk to you. How are you doing today? Hey, doing okay. Actually, uh, sitting in traffic on I-4, speaking of infrastructure. <laughs> yeah, what's worse these days, uh, getting stuck in traffic on I-4 or being in the House of Representatives? Yeah, right. You know, I um, I compare it to the, my foxhole in, in Afghanistan versus my foxhole in D.C., you know, fighting position around my office. But um, some days I think Afghanistan was, was, was simpler, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, at least a, a more clearly defined enemy, I suppose. Uh, but, uh, all right, Congressman, your thoughts first about what happened with the so-called bipartisan deal. Thirteen of your colleagues in the House that ended up coming across voting with most Democrats to, to pass that legislation through. Yeah, well, Pelosi didn't have the votes. Um, you know, the, the six of the progressives held out. She needed three. Uh, she could only lose three to, to you know, for the bill to, to, to sink. So Republicans got it over, and that's really uh, I'm really disappointed in them. Um, you know, this is one massive package that they broke into two parts, so that uh, so that they could make it more palatable and they could spend the narrative on it. Right? That's one piece people need to understand. I mean, this is like a gateway drug. One leads to the other. Uh, we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks. If you look at the moderate Democrat statement, it says they will support the social spending bill in uh, two weeks, as long as the CBO score, the Congressional Budget Office score, matches what the White House is saying. I don't think that's likely to happen because the CBO is not going to, they shouldn't anyway, we'll see, buy into these gimmicks that the White House and Pelosi are doing where basically they're, they're trying to say, oh, these programs will cut off free daycare and free college and free everything. Uh, in a couple of years, we all know once those programs go in place, they're permanent forever. Uh, and if you look at the forever score or the 10 year score, it's going to be way over five trillion just for that portion of the bill. Hey, Brian, the other thing I just want Floridians to understand is you see these big pots of monies, you know, 30 billion for roads, 15 billion for ports. How the, the, the federal government determines which state gets what is based on formulas. And these formulas tilt in favor of blue states. For example, with bridges, Florida does a great job of taking care of bridges, kind of important to us down here. And we have a well-run state government, a balanced budget. The formula will send more dollars to the infrastructure that's not as well maintained. And, of course, that's in the poorly run blue states in the Northeast, like New York and Massachusetts and what have you. So bottom line is Florida won't get its fair share. Florida kind of gets screwed out of it. And it goes to the states who don't run their infrastructure well. And that's why most of the Republicans, those 13 Republicans you saw, were from New York and New Jersey, uh, where their infrastructure is a mess. Uh, so, you know, no good deed goes unpunished for, for doing a good job in Florida, and we won't get our fair share. 
That's well, another reason that it was a bad bill. It sounds like a different version of a similar thing to what happened with the CARES Act uh, money, where you know it was jilted towards the states who were worse performing during the the pandemic as well. I, I guess that's it. the the reward system there. All right, well, uh, all that you got it. Well, it ends up it ends up backing into a blue state bailout, whether it's COVID, whether it's you know you you name these programs, they tilt them towards the blue states that are more poorly run. Salt provisions, same thing. You're gonna, you're gonna basically incentivize high tax states because they can get away with it. They can double dip. Uh, but that's what you get with the Democrats in charge. Speaking of Florida Congressman Michael Waltz, um, wanted to, to spend a little time on new legislation that you proposed as well. In my mind, the, the most egregious crime that gains the least amount of attention and is pervasive is human trafficking. And, um, I'm interested yep. in what you're working on here. Tell us about it. Well, one of the things that we're working on is actually giving CBP um, more authorities. Uh, so that's our border patrol. Obviously, a lot of attention on on the awful situation on the southern border, which, by the way, international uh, NGOs like Doctors Without Borders estimate 40 percent, almost half of the girls coming across our southern border are sold into trafficking and are or are sexually assaulted along the way. It's disgusting. And the fact that Kamala Harris is the Biden, you know, borders are doing nothing is disgusting. But also a problem is what comes across our oceans and what comes into Florida's shores. The Coast Guard and CBP estimate they're only able to intercept about 10 percent of what they see on radar. And a lot of it is the, is human trafficking uh, in these criminal cartels bringing girls in. but They bring them in by boat. Uh, and so I've just introduced legislation where they can, the Border Patrol and the Coast Guard can go further out from 12 miles to 24 miles to intercept uh, these gangs and these thugs, uh, bringing, you know, young immigrant girls in to be sold into human trafficking rings. So it's um, not to mention the fentanyl and drugs and everything else that's coming in. But think about that statistic. Only 10% of what they see on radar do they have the resources to actually go out and intercept. It's uh, so it's not just our southern border, it's our shores as well. Well, I, I'll monitor the progress of this legislation. I hope, speaking of bipartisan things, there is bipartisan support for what you're working on here. I think it's critically important. Hey, I, I did want to go back yep. to the other topic. I just, uh, had a question tweeted in. That's a good one, and it had been my, on my mind as well. You know, we all remember back to the shovel-ready jobs that apparently weren't when we had the infrastructure deal under the Obama administration. I'm still not sure what happened to a lot of that money. Listener's question is, are these funds in this bipartisan bill that were, you know, just just passed the Biden's desk, are they appropriated? Do they have to be spent specifically for what's outlined or could this turn into another, you know, where did that money go? You know, that's a that is a that's a fantastic question. So in the legislation, right, they're authorized. Um, this was authorizing legislation into those various buckets. But where they actually, what states they go to is determined by those formulas I was talking about, which tilt towards blue states because the criteria is the monies go to the worst, you know, the infrastructure in the worst shape, which basically are blue states that haven't spent their money well or balanced their budgets well and, uh, and maintain their infrastructure. And then within the states, that's the states really have a big role once those, you know, their, their share of the money comes on what exact projects, you know, which exact roads or airports. So bottom line is in the, in the legislation, it's in big buckets, ports, 
airports, telecommunications, roads. Then it gets apportioned out of the states, and then the states have a have a heavy hand in where it's actually spent. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks, as always, for, for spending the time with us. Don't talk to you again before Thursday. Happy Veterans Day, and uh, keep fighting the good fight. Yes, sir, and it is a fight for sure, but um, but it's not my first firefight, so we'll, we'll, we'll stay in it. <laughs> All right, and uh, hopefully uh, not in, in the I-4 traffic for much longer. <laughs> yeah. Congressman yeah. Michael Walsh. Yeah, thanks so much. Got thanks, it. Brian. Natalie, the trending story of next year, the Brian Mud Show, News Radio 610 WIOD.